G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. And as always, we like to start off by thanking our Patreon supporters for uh, kicking a little bit of coin our way. That's it. Thanks very much, guys. If you'd like to sign up to Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash basketball blokes and for one US or two US dollars, you can uh, help out the podcast. If you don't want to, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. All this sort of stuff helps us a lot. And uh, guys, this is going to be a bit of a combo wombo again, but let's start off with the review. Weak side, strong side, in the zone or fading away. It's time to face up and look over and back at the round just gone. This is the NBL Fantasy Post Round Review. And what a round it was, and there's a lot of good stuff that we are going to have to go through, but let's start off with some negative stuff. We'll start off with the whole toward. If I only All right, we had we put the vote out, obviously, after the round had finished, after Monday night's game uh, in Illawarra, and pretty close result in the end. Banksy, we got some results there for us? Well, lucky for me, it wasn't Cam Oliver. <laughs> Just. Sean Long, 41% of the vote, and Space Cam Oliver, 40% of the vote. A couple of little mentions there. Mirko Jerick with 10% of the vote as well, and then Mitch Creek with 9% of the vote, interestingly, even though he was only on a single. To be honest, I was really surprised with this whole toward votes. Uh, we had someone who scored, who people have kept, Played on the single in a lot of cases and who had a 14, rightfully win it with 41% of the vote in Mr. Double Double. But for Cam Oliver to have what he was 73 points for the round, um, I think this is probably the Banksy's captain effect, to be honest. Mm. Um, because um, did he go up in price? What I, I wasn't an owner. What happened with him? He went up 25K. He did go up 25K, yes. And... As captains of Oliver, I guess we're all we're almost kissed in those second halves because he had some really poor first halves. I think in that second game he was he was at the half. He was only on four, and he was saved by that overtime game as well. Definitely, uh, where Lamelo hit that massive yep. three to take that game to overtime. Got the double double, and he was really kissed in that he got to the seventy three. It could have easily been a a 50 or a 60 there as well. Yeah, and that's right. I think even uh, Cam himself uh, at Space Cam mentioned after his uh, round, he said, I can see my inconsistency kicking in. That's not about to be the reason anymore. I promise this is the last time. So I think he even got some personal belief in there that now he can uh, kick back. So 
I know I've been a believer in Cam, in Space Cam, since I've had him since round one, since the start of the comp. So, you know, he's gone up half a million bucks. He's put up some pretty decent scores along the way. So I am still happy to keep him myself. And on the back of Cam's performance, it's fair to say, boys, that I copped a bit on the Twitter um, for those who followed my captain choices this week, and rightfully so. Uh, and I think it's fair to say we've had a pretty good result over the years so far. Mm. We were due for a bad one, and what Cam dished up was not good enough. Um, and look, for those that went Machado, well done. Um, but I think what we sort of based the captains on was Cam was averaging 50 over the past six rounds. He had that ceiling, and um, Machado owners, well done, because... I don't think you could predict that he was going to come out with a 73 against Damian Martin <laughs> and a 70 against the team. He had his two worst scores on for the season. Benny's just having the violins play in the background there, if you couldn't hear him that well. But yeah, look, it's just. But my apologies the way, to way, all the followers. The way, sometimes it's the way it goes. Uh, you you win some and you lose some. That's the way it goes. And, uh, and for, obviously, um, it's going to be. Sean Long's obviously someone we're going to be talking about a lot in this podcast. And he came out with a, a tweet as well saying he has to adjust to the stuff uh, that's going on right now because he knows he can produce more. He holds himself to the highest standards um, and he will overcome this stuff. Beep. But in the meantime, let's keep getting wins. So um, both players, interestingly, uh, topping our... Um, I'm guessing they must have looked at the Holt polls and known that they needed to fess mm-hmm. up with some accountability, and it's avid, good to see. Avid basketball blokes followers, I believe. No doubt, no doubt. Um, moving on, on to a more positive note. What a king legend. Now, this uh, poll, who wants to... Oh, boy, you can uh, read out these poll results, mate. All right, so we had, for the king legend award this week, we had Lamelo Ball on 62%. Excuse me? I don't know, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put Boydie in it there. We'll uh, discuss uh, Boydie's trades very soon. But Lamello Ball on the single, coming up with 114 points or something along those lines. Ridiculous. Um, I went with uh, Uncle Dwayne early call during the first quarter and said that he's going to triple-double and ton up, and that came to fruition. I'll, If uh, anyone wants evidence, I can find that on the group chat. But um, did an Uncle Dwayne special. But this game was... By far the most enjoyable game I've watched since that quadruple overtime Melbourne Illawarra game since last year. And I guess in um, a bit of a pun down fashion, we had the battle, of course, of Lamel. Oh my God. And Scott <laughs> Machard. Oh my God. So <laughs> I was watching these fellas, and that is my reaction. It was a straight up head to head battle, and. OMG, see incredible, all those cliches. Um, Fantastic game to watch, game of the season for me. Let's hope all those NBA, Aussie NBA fans that don't rate the NBL might have got a glimpse of that game or maybe you've seen some highlights from Lamello because there's about a thousand million people putting highlights of that game out and just maybe embrace the NBL a little bit. I know I've got mates myself that are big NBA fans and uh, don't want a bar of NBL but then they come and, you know, I think if you see a game like that, you'll still... It's good basketball. And after that performance by my Lalo... Lamello. 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 I think what was amazing, I think I heard on SEN a bit earlier this morning that over 7 million people had already watched the replay of Lamello because of that 
triple double news as well. And how Huge. stoked would you have been watching that game if you were an owner of both Machado and Lamelo as well? Just watching your rank climbing and climbing, heading into overtime as well. And uh, Cam Oliver as well, no doubt with that getting the double double in overtime. But um, such an always a good matchup between these two, and uh, we have uh, something that a stat that I couldn't believe, and it was from Felix von Hoff. And he said, so in the last 18 games, and this is what I love about this, this was not a match between the top tier teams. This was what are the two probably lowest funded clubs in the league. Illawarra has only won five of their last 18 games and all of them have been against Cairns. Stat of the week. And if you ever get any stats coming through the week that like this, let us know because... uh, uh, we all love stats here in fantasy land. So, by far, I feel this has been, since the preseason, the biggest news week. Biggest profile week, as you mentioned, all the Lamello stuff. And it's been a massive news week as well. And what I'm going to start off, fellas, is we're going to talk a little bit about transparency because it's been a little bit of a theme. Yeah, I guess Bogut came in this week and wanted. Uh, he tweeted out that he thinks pay, player payments should be public. Interestingly enough, now that what, of today's news. Yeah, that's right. So we actually wrote an article about this. And firstly, fellas, I know you and me. I feel have had the opinion for some time that in AFL that they should release player payments. I know, Bordy, you've disagreed with me on that in the past in conversations that we've had. Um, firstly, fellas, I want to get your thoughts on what you think about. Um, transparency with player payments in the NBL, firstly? I don't think player payments should be... But I think that we should know what the clubs have paid. Sometimes a lower-paying salary club can go... You know, Their fans can go, okay, yeah, all right, we lost to Sydney or we lost to Melbourne United, but our salary is half. Are you going to keep going here? <laughs> yeah, Banksy, you please, please jump in. I want your thoughts, mate. Oh, look. I don't care either way. Um, I think a lot of people out there are starting to question. Even the, Stop sitting on the, the fence. The signing with yet another addition to that Sydney Kings roster. What I think about it, and I agree 100% with you, Boyd, individual player payments are not at the sta- stage of the NBA where these guys are w- worth squillions. So I agree that the team spend should be made public because we've got obviously the soft cap and that... I think creates a better news story. Cairns come out and beat Perth, for example. You know, if you get an upset like this, it's it amplifies the achievement of the fact we Tommy Greer mentioned that United are paying twice the salary as the Phoenix. Approximately, right. yeah, yeah. approximately twice. Yeah, so that's what we're dealing with. There's been rumours that four million dollars between Adelaide's. <laughs> that will, that was what Joey said off the cuff as such between Adelaide and, and the Kings. Yeah, so I and think I think that they should be playing about at one point. What's one point five? Is it? Yeah, so that's that, the that's the cap. I don't think that's the floor. The that's salary the floor, the soft cap. Though, yeah, that's right. That. So you're thinking then that Sydney is spending five point five at least. I think people would be shocked of the discretion, this discrepancies between the rosters. Yeah, and what we want to see is that the teams like Illawarra, like Cairns, are getting their fair share of the luxury tax. So that's um, kind think, of my th- thoughts on I it. I think it's a pretty fair reason why Lamello went to y- y- Illawarra and why RJ went to New Zealand, for example, because of those lower players, especially Lamello. Like the NBL decided that it w- he went to Illawarra. I don't think Illawarra had really any say in it. They wanted him. 
because they know who he is. But yeah, that's how it's turned out. And it's probably good time to mention the news of this signing, uh, which is obviously uh, Xavier Cooks has signed for the Sydney Kings. Now, a little bit about him. He has been he's basically the cl- next closest Australian to the NBA. So, Banksy, just quickly, mate, um, on as a Jay Sean Tate owner, how do you think that that makes you feel about trading and potentially keeping Jay Sean? Well, it has me worried, uh, and it maybe makes my trade plans a bit easier because I'm looking at a couple of players that I need to be trading out to bring in a couple of United players, and I guess that I'm probably leaning towards Tate now because these minutes for the new signing have got to come from somewhere, and I think with his position, it's got to come from Tate or it's got to come from maybe even Didi. Um, although I I love watching Tate, love having him on my team, I just I mean, those minutes have got to come from somewhere, don't they? They do. Um, I'd be wary with Cooks, though. Just that, uh, obviously, the, the name of, is huge. He was in the Boomers lineup. Let's remember, he's, he was in the Boomers squad, playing squad, until he had that tear in his meniscus, um, which meant they brought Mitch Creek in um, after he was, some would say, unfairly left out of that Boomers squad. Um, but remember, he hasn't played... I don't think he's played an actual competitive game of basketball since that time, since that Boomers camp as well. So I'd be I'd be wary. He might start off on the fairly strict minutes restricting restrictions as well. Um, but he's kind of a, a bit of an error. He's not in the game at the moment. So who knows if he'll be put in the system at all. And I guess yeah. at the end of the day, it's a, it's a more stacked roster than it already was, which means, again, yeah, scary. there's more mouths to feed and that doesn't mix well fantasy. when you're trying to pick players for fantasy, does no. it? Um, just quickly on that, with regards to his price, he's not coming straight from college. He has played in Germany has. previously, so Correct. he should come in around that Kendall Stevens price. I can't remember it. I think it was about next star price. It was nine. I think it was nine. I thought it was nine hundred k. Was it Imagine the same nine fifty. I think they both started on nine fifty. So just sub import price. So All right. Wonder what. Just to touch on that, I mean. Okay. Is that value? I don't, I don't feel it is when we're comparing no. against. Maybe look at a. He might have a. Maybe not even the output of, say, a Chris Golding, who's 1.1 million. Not to start with. So people who are looking at jumping on from the get-go, you definitely want to have a look at what's going to happen with that rotation and the minutes before you jump on. Yeah, certainly I'd be waiting at least. All right, we've got a few more uh, little newsy things. We'll, we'll get them nice and quick, though. So we've got, um, should end the NBL mandate injury reports for us fantasy coaches out there? Hell yes. So do we want this transparency with injuries? Exactly right. So um, I play NFL fantasy. Follow the NFL. Um, they have mandated practice reporting, which you have to say if someone's uh, practiced, uh, fully participated, um, limited participation. When it comes to before the game, you have to say whether they're questionable, whether um, out, questionable. whether they're out. You know, this all has to be done well in advance. Now, for fantasy, it's great, right? But we, I understand that we're niche. Like, there's gambling. There's a whole other element of this that can be assisted with these injury reports. Um, so we would all support something like that, right? And it's no different to AFL fantasy. I mean, you want to be a professional league, even AFL fantasy, they play once a week, but by Tuesday, all of the clubs have to have in their injury reports um, as to an update on the players. So absolutely has to be more transparency. All right, while we're talking about injuries, Players coming back now this week, and it was almost it was rumored that Scotty Hobson was pretty close to playing on uh, on Sunday uh, when New Zealand played. 
Um, but he didn't end up making the game back. It was over in Adelaide, I believe. Um, but Hobson back this week on anyone's radar? Well, I think uh, we've got a couple of questions about Hobson potentially coming. Oh, let's keep those. Let's yeah, keep so those we'll keep later. them in in the bag. But um, he has been, ex- he's expected to play. So uh, that's that's a good little update. Other injury players, Jerick? Uh, so he was close. I haven't seen an official update yet, but he was close. But Banksy, you got some news or not? Yeah, I, they actually interviewed him um, during the first game of the round for Cairns. And he said he was actually close to playing the next game and he was even a chance of playing the second game of the round. So seeing as he actually sat out that, I think it's pretty safe to assume he'll be back this round. Thankfully, we've got some transparency with Casey Prather. So um, he is confirmed to play. He'll play. Um, Shay Ely is out though for United. That's right. Shane's out, yep. Uh, Another... Speaking of former breaker, Corey Webster for New Zealand. He was cleared of a fracture on the ankle. I haven't heard anything apart from that he was getting more tests, but um, I think he was a must-sell for owners and is for me. I'm in that exact same scenario. I think that covers off um, the information on injuries that we've got. So, look, um, this is another little thing that I want to do. It's called uh, Trade Grades. Want to trade? Nah. Why not? I like mine better. Okay, so... <laughs> I like it, Benny. So, trade grades. This is something that I hope um, you guys can... Uh, we can have a bit of Twitter interaction about how your yeah. trades went. At least, uh, at least for this week, it might it might keep the flames a bit lower from Banksy's captain. So, let's, let's go. Yeah, so we're going to do a little bit of a distraction. So, I'm going to go first, fellas. Now, I want full transparency and honesty. So, my trades... Maybe this is the reason why I decided to introduce this. I think my trades were pretty good. So I was a Jerick owner and I traded him to Sobey. How's that sound so far? Good. Uh, I had Creek and I went to Patterson, made him captain. Pretty good. Pretty good. So give me give me a letter. I'm, I was thinking at least a B. Yeah, I'm good. thinking B for bloody not good enough. Banksy. Thoughts? Do I pass? Yeah, I'll give you a B plus. When you put in there work, that's how it go. All right, so... <laughs> I think you're just hunting for some good feedback, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, okay. He's definitely hunting. All right. So, speaking of good feedback, Boy, how about my trades for the week? I brought in Patterson and Machado. Wow. Okay. Two of the big guns. Traded out Creek. Good, good. And Lamel Ball. Oh, uh, excuse me? Lamel Ball. Oh, I had to trade out the 114 points from Lamelo Ball. Banksy, um, I must admit, I was thinking probably B plus to an A there initially. And how far do we drop him for that Lamello ball trade out? I think I'd still give him a B because Machado still outscored ball by quite a number of points mm. over mm. the double. And obviously, Pado completely outscored Creek. So you're still ahead in both of those trades. He passes. When you put in there work, that's how it go. Banksy. Surely I get points here, boys. I finally... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Press the wrong button. No, that's, right. that's when we get to captain's Okay, voice. all right, go for okay. it. So I finally got Majok Majok out of my team. So I traded Creek and Majok out for Sobi and Cam Oliver. Oh, like it. Okay, yeah, now that's definitely a pass. When you put in there work, that's how it goes. Um, how much did Majok score? One. Oh, yes, that's nice. that's... That's definitely a, a B as well, I would suggest. So, I'll, I'll, Oh, no, I won't go with it, actually. No, oh, you know, there was a trade that I was looking at doing, which was I kept Lamello, brought Machado in, 
but I would have had to have had, and it was deemed too risky by other members sitting in this room at the moment. It wasn't on our walk, was it? No, it was. I thought I brought up in the, before in preach pre prod chat last week. I would have had DJ Newbel. And everyone was scared off by him. He actually scored 83, which was 10 points more higher than Oliver. Obviously, it was le- 13 less than Lamar, but... Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, yep. hence the B. Did. No A's. Um, so, let's see how those trades affected around the grounds. Mate, don't even get me started on that guy. If anyone ever deserved to be called an ordinary bloke, it's him. That would be me with my Just team. This is... Uh... It's an act of stupidity. Sorry, a bit harsh. Jumped in a bit quickly there. So that was Banksy. <laughs> Carry on. That would be me with my team, Cavalicious, but only just. So there was only three points separating me and the average bloke, but I finished up with 566 points. Um, slid down the rankings a little bit, but still in the top 100, ranked 91st overall. All right. Mate, I know you think he's all right. Some of the things I've heard about this bloke, he is average at best. And that was Benny with Leon Santa Maria's team. He's just a regular guy. Yeah. Um, he's a basketball bloke. And I was comfortably ahead of Banksy, and I think this is where a lot of the Cam Oliver hates coming from. Um, the adjustments. I was like twenty points ahead, twenty-five points ahead. I think that's why people were really raging because there was a score in the 60s there pre-lockout for Oliver and you got the big boost with the captain and it just kept my streak going. I have not been an ordinary bloke. Long may it continue. And that's why I really chased hard the miss block and rebound from that first game from Oliver. <laughs> Made sure the NBL was well aware and we got that adjustment. You just sent, just sent him a text, right, Banks? Now we're talking, mate, you've hit the nail on the head. That guy is a top bloke. Yeah, well, I'm the last man standing. Uh, Yes, scored 629, a cool 50 points more than our average bloke for the week, Benny, Uh, even though I traded out LaMelo Ball, as we just discussed. Uh, Up to 87th in the ranking, which I think is an improvement. Devil's number. I can't remember. Uh, that's right, and it perfectly enough that I'm now ahead of Banksy overall too, which is great. Unbelievable. Good job, mate. So that is all about the review. review. Let's okay. get into the preview. It doesn't matter how your team is travelling, be it charging or flopping, we're here to assist with tips to help you rebound. This is the NBL Fantasy Round Preview. All right, so we're going to start off with some trade targets first, and you all know what we're going to be talking about here. If you've got your schedulizer on the go, you know there's only one team and one team only this week that we're going to be talking, Melbourne United. That's it, and we hope that, like, like Benny Packer, a lot of you... Have got your trade sorted. He uh, sent us a tweet saying it does feel weird so early in the week to have these trades locked and loaded, but there are still some critical decisions that have to be made, and we'll get into your questions shortly. Fellas, I've put essentially a list of uh, the Melbourne United players there with some uh, recent form and averages. Um, let's just go through them and maybe just in a word... Um, say whether or not they are a trade priority. If you're bringing them into the team and you want to 
share that information. Uh, Banksy, we all, well, I'll start, we are all Sean Long owners, yes? Yeah, we are. So just so just yes and no answers, obviously, because these players are probably going to be spoken about later on too. Yep. Uh, Mitch McCarran, do we have him to start? Or do we have him already? No. I'd brought him in prior to the Pray the News. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you are thinking about keep bringing him in? I still am. Um, I thought he, and, and look, based on the box scores from when the Prather played back in round six, McCarran was one of the players that lost minutes to Prather. But with Ely out, I think McCarran will play the, the backup point guard behind Trimble. So I don't think he's going to lose out over the double this round. All right, so that brought up another name, Trimble. Uh, I'm bringing him in. Same with me. 100%. I think. I think. Okay, good to know. CG43. He is currently in my team as part of this Destiny trade. Mm. So, Destiny trade, I've got 6K left when I do my little uh, Mellow Trimble um, and Bubbles. I can't believe you don't have a Destiny Destiny Child Destiny trade type uh, little clip there too with the new soundboard this week, Benny. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll take requests later on which Destiny's Child track you would like for the <laughs> Destiny trade. Um, so interesting thing. The reason that I like jump, jump and jumping. Obviously, we're talking about basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. Pop culture references galore. Um, I think Chris Goulding probably liked jumping, jumping. Actually, maybe when he had the longer hair, maybe it was a bit of boy bandy. The reason I like Chris Goulding. Shooting guard, small forward. I've got DD. Um, I've got Patterson. He is not necessarily a must trade out for me next week. So yep. I like the fact that he's taking on the likes of Sydney. Who else they got? They got Cairns as well. So Sydney and Cairns, both games are away. I think he steps. I think he steps up. Man for the occasion. I am hoping that Goulding uh, can pull through. Uh, next one on the list. Just sorry. Yeah. Should we also look at Goulding when Prather played, knowing Prather's back this Do week? Don't do it if it's bad. No, interestingly, um, he scored 48 and 24 in those two games that Prather played. And in both games, scored over 20 points in the actual game as well. So I'm looking for 70 points. Good That's my pass. But, uh, Dave Barlow, any of us looking to bring in no. DB? No? No. Um, news, Shea Ely's obviously hurt, so don't bring him in. We'll mention JLA. that again. JLA. Yes. No. Yes, Banks. Yes. JLA's a no from me. It's a little bit bittersweet. Um, I've obviously held JLA from the very start. I think you boys, as opposed to JLA, have had MV Pinot, which has been an absolute win for you boys. But it was really nice, but also bittersweet to see JLA pull out a big double-double, go up the 100K, um, but something we probably need to touch on, was that a result of Long being benched and having a bad game? Yep. Well, of course, and I think we'll probably discuss this a little bit more, but I would say that the two downgrade trades that I approve of, and if I didn't have Webster and Randall in my team, which are high-priority trades, um, Magnet for me to JLA would have been done. I would have done it. I think... With Pledger out, still got five weeks probably on the sidelines. Um, I think it's a nice... I think he's playable this week. And I think it's a nice sort of hedging your bets against Long potentially. So, Well, the other variable there was that obviously Pledger, big Pledge Hammer, had the surgery. So that's a contributing factor. But I think on the weekend, the major factor was Pled- obviously Long. Pledger's been out for like three or four weeks. So. No, no. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think it's been quite that long. No. Hasn't it? No. But Last what was round. what was interesting, like the, the talk earlier was that he was going to play the four, but seeing him take Long's minutes at the five um, just makes him an extra little bit more versatile, I guess. So at that backup centre position with Pledger out. All right, so i um, going to move on to some Twitter questions. I'd like to thank you for your... I'd like to thank you for your giving attention. I'd like to thank you for your participation. All right, we're starting off with the trade questions, I believe. Yep, so... Uh, Taboo Boutique. That's the one. One of our favourites out there in Twitter sphere. Hi, blokes. I have long already and am, and, and am considering trading in and playing JLA as an insurance policy. One of these guys has to do the heavy lifting and don't want to miss out. However, if long goes big, JLA, JLA will be a spectator. Thoughts? Thanks, Ian, for the question. Uh, we kind of just touched on this now. We did. Uh, so I think it's a good, like, like I just said, hedging your bets and insurance policy. I think between the two of them, they'll score X amount of points. Um, if you're thinking it might hurt your long captain selection, that'll be interesting. But um, I like JLA. Boydie doesn't. I'm a JL, no. You've been off him all Not season. JLA, yay. I'm going to say JL, no. JLA, just look away. Mm-hmm. Banksy, um, you would obviously advocate for such a move. Well, as an owner, I have to. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be betting against myself, wouldn't I? All right. Next one. Uh, Matthew Murphy, one of our favourites as well out there. Hey, guys, looking at my trades, I was thinking Rice down to Detch via DD and then Cotton to Creek. Means I won't have Cotton for Cats double next week, but we'll have Creek for round 11, 12, 13 doubles. Um, you got to get rid of rice, so that makes sense. Yeah, so I guess that trades for rice owners, I think um, Sunday Detch is probably just about the one. I really rate it. And I think Creek's ceiling is much better than Cotton's that we've seen lately. I mean, Cotton's put up some massive gains scoring-wise, as in actual points scoring-wise, but fantasy points haven't correlated generally. I'd still like to see that secondary trade a week later. Yeah. Um, obviously, Creek... He's almost a must-own at his position, as we've spoken about on previous podcasts. He does have three doubles in a row from round 11 through to 13. So unless there's nothing else you can do, I think that, you know, ideally you'd like to have Cotton on the double still, especially after Creek last week, and bring in Creek ideally from round 11. Yeah, good point. Sweet. Next question comes from a Patreon supporter, K2N. Thanks very much. So uh, trades are Creek and Griffin to Trimble, and he has to get a small forward under 1.46 million. Uh, he wants the best one in that price range. It's a bit of a, a wasteland. Obviously, the first one, well, he's, uh, I think it comes down to the one I'm going to advocate for is Drimmage. Um He obviously was someone who burnt, it, burnt us last year. I've watched his last couple of games very closely. He has been the best player on their team. He's doing it all um, and just looks a different basketball player, <laughs> to be honest, uh, compared to last year. Vastly improved. I think he'll continue to have... I think he'll con- continue to average 40 points for the rest of the year. Obviously have to factor in schedule. He has two games, two weeks, where he only plays a single, but then they roll into how many doubles in a row, Boyd? Four. Uh, four, that's right, yep. Um, so I am not so big on 
at uh, on uh, Drumick, and I noticed one of our one of the replies to K2N's uh, tweet there was from one of our other regulars, Ruby. Um, I have Drumick, but could you risk it for Hobson? Now, this is an interesting one that I like. Hobson's meant to be back this week. Might be on minute restrictions this week, having been out since that first game in round five. But I, I just think he's going to be the man with Webster out for a little while as well. And Love look it. at look at what he was doing when he was playing. I know it's a little while ago now, but he's, his games that he's played, he had 27.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals in the first game. 13 points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals. 17 points, 10 rebounds, so a double-double, two assists and one steal. 17 points, eight rebounds, two assists and a steal. So he's putting up numbers across the board, which is what you want from a fantasy player. He is legitimate. And I know schedules probably doesn't favour him as much as uh, the uh, the Adelaide schedule there. But remember, starting round 10, they've got seven games in four rounds because they've got a double, single, double, double. Three right? doubles. So it's not so weeks. bad. That's right. Three doubles. That's right. With a, yeah. Um, so I am a big Scotty Hobson fan and I will be watching this week. I don't think I can get him into my side this week as a bit of a sneaky but I am definitely watching him closely. Which isn't such a bad thing with him being on the single this week. Um, gives you a look at him this week. Correct. Make sure he's not going to be on a limit restriction with him coming back first game like we're going to likely see with Prather. Um, and he could be a perfect option to bring in next week. Possibly we'll be, so we'll be talking about this all over again. I, yeah, might, look, I might recount those stats that I just did all over again next yeah, week. Yeah, potentially. I'll really look forward to it. One thing, <laughs> one thing to factor in is... Hobson obviously got hurt, but he had already had 18 points in that first quarter. Yeah. So if he comes out and Huge. he has his 40 or something like that, he's only priced at 1.23. He's not going to be an automatic 100K drop as soon as you get him. I don't think, I hope not anyway. Maybe. We don't know the herbs and spices, do we, to a T, but yeah, it's thereabouts. Yeah, we certainly do not. Hopefully, so that there's a couple options for you, K2N. Um, Next off the, off the... Yeah, so we got some downgrade questions from... I believe second in the universe now, Nick Turner. Um, so does that mean we're not answering this question? Oh, no, of course he's not winning anymore. Um, need a downgrade option this week? Go to JLA on the double or Sunday deck, who has a really nice role at the moment. So um, deck thoughts? for me. Now with oh, after did, last I, week's comments, I, yeah, if I had to downgrade one, I'd be going deck. I'm now I'm now a believer. So the Hawks, like obviously, I can change my mind. The Hawks were going, obviously, great, high spirits. We've had the win over time. Well, Mallow's going nuts. You know, they're, um, then they have Xavier Cooks, who's a Wollongong boy, was training with them, leave. His dad's and an on assistant the, coach. On the same day, they the club sends out an email regarding the replacements for Brooks, which is really the main thing you need to consider this is the big risk. Is Sunday going to keep starting? And I think he is, to be honest. So um, they sent out an email and they said that they've had negotiations with multiple important local players, which have fallen through in recent weeks. No doubt one of them was Cooks. While the search is still ongoing, ongoing ultimately the, uh, the development and chemistry of the current roster will take priority. The club is reluctant to bring in a player unless they're the right fit for the playing group and culture of the club sounds bloody good for Sunday deck. Yep, I agree. And the thing is, with that trade in as well, 
I mean, a lot of people are talking about bringing him for Jerick as yep. a, a slight downgrade option to make a little bit of cash. There's not a yep. lot there to be made right now. But you bring him as a bench player, but in a couple of weeks, remember Illawarra have four straight awesome doubles run. in a yep. row. If he continues these numbers, he's playable. Whereas you haven't looked to you play, play Jerick, or you can't play Jerick. That's no. it. So you're and making Jerick's cash. always going to be and, off the bench. And you might be able to play him for those four straight doubles. And that's come, why I'm a believer in That's why I've changed my mind. And yeah, with Jerick, um, he's obviously more expensive at the moment. That ain't going to last. Sunday is going to overtake him for price. And the sideways move is far less attractive than getting that little bit of extra coin in the bank. So um, I think I just changed my trades. Okay, oh, no. interesting. So... Um, we had uh, Jedi Pat send in another tweet. So he's asking about Sunday Deck as well. So is he a good pickup? Um, seems like a decent chance to make some cash while putting up decent points. Currently p- planning to nab Deck to upgrade Jerry to, to, for a Melbourne player. Perfect trades, right? Perfect. Already discussed. So now we've got a couple of questions to go that segue quite nicely into the next segment after that. So we've got Watto, one of our definite regulars. Can't wait to hear Captain's pick. Long, no longer the sure thing, but having 70-plus against both opponents previously, dot, dot, dot. Hashtag pressure on Banksy. Tipping amateur. The biggest question has to be long. Is he carrying an injury? Can he bounce back? Well, now, we've uh, had a little bit of a, a special guest, Captain. DT Talks' own. AFL traders own Calvin, king of the Calvin's captain, the people's prince. And this is what he had to say. Hey guys, Calvin here to go through for you your best NBL fantasy captain options heading into round nine. Now, why am I here? Because Banksy bolstered up. But I'm also here because you guys out there in the uh, NBL fantasy community are brutal to him this week because of his number one pick. Now, I'm here to say, hey, Cut the guy a little bit of slack. I know exactly the pressure it has, but there's one. You got one job, Banksy. One job. Get it right. I'm stepping in. People's Prince is here to save you. Now, here are my top four picks coming from Melbourne United, who play two games this week. Cal, you are a genius. Sean Long, followed by McCarran, Trimble, and Barlow would be number four. Now, why have I got that? Go check out the article that these boys pump out, along with their Thursday night podcast. You can't go wrong, guys. Give Banks a little bit of slack this week. The Prince is here to save the day. Thank you very much, Calvin. Now, I must admit, it is a little bit awkward in here right now. It is Bordy. So, now, Banks, we thought we were doing you a favour by getting the third party in, the very experienced captain selector. So, now, I don't know what you're going to do now. If you're just going to read Calvin, Calvin's given us that, are you going to continue to do your own? And so, I understand that you've actually got a bit of a pre-recorded message because you have been copying it with this week you're a little bit emotional so let's have a listen to that you know what I'm not leaving I'm not leaving I'm not leaving The show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a wrecking ball to take me out of here. They're going to need to send in the National Guard of sweat. 
team, because I ain't going nowhere! All right, Banksy's staying. Yes, let's go. So what we're going to do, you, can you confirm that you are going to provide some captain advice? I'm not leaving. Yes. All right, let's hear the song. And now it's time for Banksy's captains. It's not Bernie or Body, so please don't at them. It's Banksy's choice, so he's in trouble. If his number one choice doesn't double, double. So, Banksy did balls it up this week. And I'm deeply apologetic to the people for my performance last week. But, boys, we must move on. Mm-hmm. Pressure's on this week. It is. Now, thanks to Kelvin for having a dip this week on the NBL fantasy front as well. I can only hope to reach the lofty heights and results of the People's Prince in AFL fantasy. That is Kelvin's captains. Now, we're going to put up Kelvin's captains for the week on our DT article for something different over at dreamteamtalk.com. So make sure you check that out. And look, for what it's worth, I'm going to go slightly different to what Calvin's Ooh, put out this week. Ooh, interesting. Just to mix it up. So we're going to go with the top three. So rolling out at number three. <laughs> I will have Space Cam Oliver. Now that's not good enough, what? Banksy. Come on, come on. All right. uh, firstly, All right. can I get stuck into you? Why didn't you have Lamello Ball in your captains last week, mate? Just, just no good. no good. No crystal ball. So let's make that a number three, Mitch McCarron. So prior to this round, only 6% owned if you're looking for a unique captain. My concern is Prather is back. If we look at the box score, when Prather was back, he played those two games back in round six. Mac only scored 38 and 34 in those two games. I do expect to see bigger scores from Macca with Prather back in the lineup, considering that, as we mentioned earlier, Illy has been ruled out of both games this week where they travel. So I think we are likely to see Macca with some ball-handling duties behind Trimble. He did score a massive 63 last week, um, and a lot of people are bringing him as a result, but I think that was his first and his only double-double for the season. And that was obviously aided by Long's performance and limited minutes as well. But we can't ignore the fact that Macca is averaging 43 over his last five and one of the limited United players you'll have on the double this week as well. Okay, so Calv had him at number two. So we've got a little bit of variation there, mate. So are we ready to roll on to the next one? Let's go. Who is it? Number two. Um, it will give away my top captain choice, obviously, for the round, but I'm rolling with Trimble. Um, Cal did highlight that Trimble scores aren't great away from home. Um, they have only played three away games this season. It is pretty relevant because, as Boydie will likely highlight, United play two away games this week and both mm-hmm. travelling games as well. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at his matchups, had 28 against Cairns and had a nice 52 on the Kings. Should also benefit with minutes and output with Noelle in the team, as we mentioned. Is averaging almost 48 over his last five, which is fantastic output. Um, he will be my team this week, but the reason he's not my number one is the ceiling we look for in a captain. Okay, so I think good points. Prather, I think, affects 
McCarran more than Trimble, and I think that Iliout helps Trimble more than McCarran. So I think they're a bit of a coin flip. You know, you and Calv have had them pretty similar, and I think with the injuries, I kind of lean that way as well. Obviously, I'm getting Trimble this week. I could afford McCarran, obviously, because he's cheaper. Decided to pay up, so I'm glad to hear this news. Um, that game, I remember watching that game against Cairns. It was the first game in, back in the old stadium. They were they had uh, Joe Blake the Snake had some signs out talking about hogs. And, yeah, there was um, it was pretty rough atmosphere, and he wasn't really dealing with it too well until the last quarter, where he effectively turned it on um, and scored pretty well. So hopefully, I think he'll be better for the run. So I'm, uh, that's why I'm going Trimble over McCarran. Like it, Benny. Let's go with number one. Dave Impre- Barlow. Impressive new soundboard button, so I'm going to say Benny. I like it, Benny. Good work during the week with your day off. Anyway, no surprise, but maybe it is some surprise. I'm going to stick strong with long. There's uh, obviously been some talk um, of injury, but um, that was from the commentary team during one of his live games, but that was weeks ago. And I think the fact he's yet to be rested, it shouldn't be a concern. Um, What I like about Long versus Trimble, because I know that's what a lot of people are choosing between. 100%. Only two of Trimble's 11 games this season has he put up a 50-plus. And Long's averaging over 50. Exactly. So I think, yes, it's a risk, but I think it's a necessary risk. And the reason I say that, you need your captain to have the capacity to score 50-plus. Otherwise, what are we looking at? We're looking at another Cam Oliver score from last week. Oh, too soon. Let's not forget, Long has scored six out of his 11 games this season over 64 points. Yes. We have very short memories. That's why I kept him on the single. For which the 14 is, points. Which is only natural. But that 14 is one game. And look, he's been very, very hard on himself. Over Twitter this week, Mr. Double Double has. Um, look at his two matchups. So he's playing Sydney. He's playing Cairns. Last two games he played against these two teams this season, he put up 77 and 74. That's what you want from your captain. And I honestly think there's more to lose than gain if he comes out and puts up another... 140-plus score over the double that we've seen twice already this season. If we look at the four times Long has played a double-double this season, he's put up 99, 140, 149, and 82. Trimble can't do that. And as a result, Long will be my captain this week. Very interesting. Just just looking at this, the last time Cairns played uh, Melbourne United... Cam Oliver had 68, so maybe you should have had him in your captains. But no, we'll uh, we'll move on from that. That is the way I'm going. Boyd, you doing the same, mate? Yeah, I think I'm going to cap- I'm going long captain, definitely. I feel pot committed at this stage. Mm-hmm. I've held him through the singles. I've copped a couple of 100K price drops in a row. He needs to repay the faith. He um, Thankfully, Liam's helped, him out, helped us out by putting him in the duds this week. And last time he did that, he went ginormous in the following week. Hopefully so that's enough to fire him up. If not, Calvin and Banksy have got him as their captains. So um, that's uh, a very good wrap-up. I'm going with Long. Boydie. As always. Wrap us up. Twitter, 
at bball underscore blokes. Hit us up with some questions. Rah, rah, rah. Even like us on Google, etc., etc. Otherwise, we've got Facebook. Yeah, Google reviews. Reviews. <laughs> Facebook, we're just basketball space blokes. All right, that's let's get rid of this. Week. <laughs> Lost it. Lost it. Lost it.